This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Shooter ready. Stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia. Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything Second Amendment. Here we go. All right, folks. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, did you know Americans stop or prevent a violent crime one to three million times per year with a gun? That's right. Studies from Florida State CDC Crime Prevention Research Center shows that guns are used to protect lives 25 times more often than when they are used to take a life. 25 times. And that estimate is low. So if you believe that good people deserve the best tools to defend themselves and their families, then you should be a member of San Diego County Gun Owners. San Diego County Gun Owners makes it easy to connect with the community that's fighting to defend and restore your Second Amendment right. Become a member today. It's only 10 bucks. I'll loan it to you. SDCGO.org slash join. Just become a member. And time's running out to get your tickets for gun prime. Oh, good. So I don't need to, we don't need to talk Never about mind that. Then. Forget it. Yeah, Skip this whole segment. Yeah, we're golden. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, see you later. Uh, if you haven't gotten your tickets to Gun Prom yet, go to gunprom.com. It is September 16th at the town of country. Uh, that's downtown in Mission Valley. And this is, you know, everybody's looking for a way to support the cause and get involved and have more fun and meet more gun people yeah. and possibly win a gun. And get a champagne and, table and you'll get a bucket load of tickets. There you go. There you go. Champagne. So if you go to gunprom.com, you'll see all the different options. The early bird special has been extended. So our uh, champagne table is $3,000 for eight people. Our wine table is $1,600 for eight people. And an individual ticket is only $99. So support the cause. Put market market calendar. Bring a date. Come have some fun. And come have some fun. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah. So gunprom.com. Time is running out. Get your tickets today. So how's it going, Dave? Excellent. How about you, Sunshine? Fantastic. Alicia? Yes, sir. Would you have a fun day on the range? Fantastic. What nice did you and What did you do on the range today? Oh, just a, a lot of test drives. So letting people try new guns that they've never shot. You know, they're trying to make decisions on what to buy. And it's a what does that look like? Smart way to go. Is this like, like people... These are students that would call you and say, hey, I want to try a gun? or what? what? Uh, sometimes they're probably students. Sometimes they're just people that come in and when they talk to a salesperson and, you know, and it's it's a good idea that before you buy a gun, make sure that you like it. Make sure that you've shot it. Make sure it fits you. Those are really good recommendations. And uh, the salespeople, if, if the person doesn't seem really familiar or confident in what they're doing, will often suggest, well, you know, why don't you test drive some guns first before you make that final decision? So that's what, what we are, do. What are people buying today? What are they... Uh Anything in particular that's more popular? You know, Glocks right now are really, it depends, honestly, it will be back up. It depends on what their purpose is. So overall, I'd say Glocks. Um, but, you know, when we have people that are not really familiar with guns and they want something for home defense, I tend to see a more of a lean towards a CZ and SPO one that big, heavy, solid frame gives them a little bit more comfort. And which Glock running. are they buying for, which Glock are they buying? Just 19? Uh, t- today was a 17. 17. Today was a 17 and oh. a 26. So I had two guys today. Big and little. Well, you yep, can only big get and little. you can only get a few in California. Right? Uh, there's the 26, which is the subcompact. Then there's the slightly larger, still carry size, the 19. Then yeah. a step up from that is a 17, and then the big guys, the 34. They're all double stacked, though. So if you're all looking online and you're seeing California. all these other different guns, 
Not necessarily. You know, Sorry. the, the 19 is so – anyone asks me what kind of gun I should buy, which which happens fairly frequently, I just tell them start with a 19 and build out from there. Yeah, start go, with a 19. Go to the range. Start with – shoot a 19. Yeah, but if they don't know. If they're like, I don't know, I want to mm-hmm. carry, I want a home defense, I want fun, whatever. Not sure what they're looking for it for. They just want one. Yep, start at a 19, build out from there. If it's too small, okay, we can work with that. If it's too big, okay, we can work with that. Well, here's the thing Handles about too Glocks. Thick, okay. I kind of call them like the Mr. Potato Head of Guns. You can always put – if you get, for example, like one guy today bought a 26. It would not have been my first choice for him, but it's what he wanted. One of the things that sold him that helped him to decide between the 19 and the 26 is the fact that you can use that 19 mag in a 26. There you go. So you just put, there's, they make a skirt piece that Mr. gives you. Potato yeah, head. it's a Mr. Potato Guns. That's what I call it. You can you swap out a, all the bits and pieces. A That's a mom. That's a, a mom <laughs> says, rather, head. you know, rather than like, it's like the Swiss Army knife or whatever. No, it's Mr. Rather than that, head. it's the Mr. Potato. That's a mom talking swap about Swap out it. all the pieces. We'll have to remember that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then to my left, the lovely Kim. How are you, Kim Southwell? I am great. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Hey, this is this is fun, but it's my first radio show ever. Really? Yeah. yeah. Is it scary? Piece of cake. Yes, but not. <laughs> because it's you. Because yeah. it's not. Piece so. of cake. See, if you were in the other studio, we don't have the bright lights. All bets are off. Yeah. Mike likes the bright lights. Kim's I do. <laughs> Kim is here for uh she's now a part of the DC project. We're we're, we're gonna talk yeah. a lot about DC uh. project. We've had you you were naming off all the DC project ladies we've had on here before. How, who else have we had from DC Project? We have Gina. Well, Gina Roberts, she was past state. Yep. Um Diana Mueller, yep. who's the founder. Right. Uh, Robin Sandoval, yep. head of A Girl and a Gun. Right. She's also on the board. Right. So we're we're. I think uh, they were all. Those, those are the only three that I that I know of. But those are the big three. Yeah. So if you're going to cool. do it, you did it right. So you guys are still rocking and rolling. Absolutely. And Kim's been. Well, we're going to go into detail about the DC project and talk all about it. But uh, Kim, as you've been, I, 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 as far back as I can remember. Starting San Diego County Gun Owners, you, you've been around yeah. and a part of it, haven't you? I, I, yes, sir. You found us really early, I believe. Found you really early. Um, we found you for, well, gosh. We, we found you because of other people that we were hanging around actually said you've got you're, to be a member you're, of this group. You're in with the, ra- with the wrong crowd. <laughs> and that's apparently, how you- <laughs> it, apparently, it's this company I keep, and uh, yeah, they should got to be a part. So uh, w- was it probably the uh, the Frontside Charity shoot? Is that how you found Sadie? That was my first big actual training yeah. was, was through Frontside, and that yeah. was for uh, a charity for leukemia. Mm. And so we started hanging out with with those folks and Lance Reeder and a couple other folks that that we know uh, absolutely suggested. And you guys, I thought you guys were also a sponsor out there. So yeah, I mean, we did. Yeah, we probably did. Yeah. Yep, yep, for sure. And then uh, we used to run into each other at the gun show, which I miss. Yes. I got to tell you, one of the things, probably the biggest thing I miss about the gun show is, uh, you know, it, it happened five times a year, and there there were like three dozen people who I would only see at the gun. That's my only relationship with them was at the gun show. At the gun show. You get to see them. You guys weren't quite that. You, uh, Cause I'd see you at San Diego County gun owners events, see you at the charity shoot, but we, we would run into each other at the gun show all the time too, yes. which I miss, which I miss terribly. That was a lot. What, were you, what were you selling at the, you, you had a table, right? Um, it depends because it could have been a girl and a gun. Yeah, that's because what it was. I'm affiliated yeah. with that. I'm part of the 18 for San Marcos. We have sure, a chapter yeah. there, and right, right, right. We've got some other things going, but yeah, just recently added the DC project to that. Okay, perfect. 
Well, we're going to talk to Kimberly for a couple of segments. We're going to talk about Kimberly, and we're going to talk about the DC project. What and we're going is to, the DC project? What is the DC project and all the good what stuff? Else are we going to talk about? So last week at Hot Rods and Handguns in Huntington Beach up in Orange County, we had a really cool – it was actually a joint event with Reform California. Reform California is Carl DeMaio's group, and uh, we uh, partnered with them. They actually uh, – took the lead on that and did a fantastic job and made sure to include us. Um, Hot Rods and Handguns is a really nice range. Like, really nice. Did you get to shoot? I didn't get to shoot that day. When's the last time you shot? Guns scare me, Dave. Oh, that's right. I, try to, <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, I get all Microphones, nervous. that's a different story. Yeah, I, get, I don't like to, you know. <clears throat> so, the uh, but Hot Rods and Handguns, I, I can't emphasize, it is... Yeah, I, I don't want to say like the nicest, but it is definitely the highest end range I've ever been in by far. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. It's really modern, really? super nice. They had hot rods all over the place. Uh, but you don't the, need uh, to tell me what kind because that would just be a I don't disaster. even know what kind. They all had tires and windows and, and steering and they wheel. They made mm-hmm. lots of noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not like he's a car guy or anything. <laughs> so, yeah. But it doesn't make it crazy when somebody else said – I seen this car, man. It was so cool. I don't know what it was. <laughs> and then I just go. It's the biggest tease. Start cranking yeah. up. Yeah. But we had. Uh, had we a lot had, of people? We had, oh, yeah. We had like 100 people there. Wow. We had a guy, named, a guy named Scott Baugh who's running for uh, Congress up in Orange County uh, who was there, uh, gave a speech. And then the mayor of Huntington Beach, which is uh, uh, Tony Strickland, he was there. Fantastic event. Uh, thank you all for attending. And, Highly recommend uh, this range. Highly recommend the range. And then we're also going to have another event. Go to orangecountygunowners.com to see the second version of this event, which is coming up next week on the, I believe it's the 15th. But go to orangecountygunowners.com to see more. You got it right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Okay. If you own a gun in California. Yeah. You should have an you attorney. Do, you should have an attorney that specializes <laughs> in California gun laws on your speed dial. Why? Because if you ever have a legal matter that involves firearms, you will be wanting his phone number. And that's John Dillon. Especially if you have questions about red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or maybe you just need to know that your guns are California compliant. Our trusted firearms attorney is John Dillon. John Dillon specializes in California gun laws. Put his number on your phone right now. 760-642-7150. That's 760-642-7150. I think people would be shocked if they knew how often I have to give out John Dillon's number per week. Yeah. I, I seriously, I, I should start charting it. And we should like we should do you know how they have like a uh, like a jar full of beans like jelly beans yeah if you guess the right amount you get a prize people I'm gonna we get people to guess how many times I, I've given out John Dillon's yeah. number every month and well you better do the beans because you'll never remember <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh, we were just talking to the lovely Kimberly Southwell how are you I'm great how are you from DC Project I am if I were any better I'd be twins I know it, it could be illegal right. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for being a part of DC. Pre- so, how did first off, let's start with this. Tell us, tell us your, uh, give us the 
the spiel on what is the DC Project? DC Project. Yeah. Okay, so DC Project is a nationwide organization of women. Mm-hmm. Now, we're committed to safeguarding the Second Amendment. Heard of it. We're a nonpartisan initiative, and we're made up of daughters and mothers and sisters, and we believe that education is really more key to the firearm safety than and fire and basic violence prevention than legislation would be. We don't like legislation. So what's up with DC Project? That is a very good question. Um, I, in fact, we're, we're mulling over as Changing we speak. Changing the name? Well, yes, or maybe adding on to it because the name has like a seven-year recognition. So people know the teal and they yeah, know so the... Yeah, so it's kind of hard. I'm, I'm, I'm it's thinking hard it'd to be like, hard to get anyway. away from, but yeah. on the same token, how many times do you have to explain Every time. what the DC project is? <laughs> there isn't a time that I don't. It, well, it, it is. I get to tell you, it is, I remember... When we started San Diego County Gun Owners, and I was, you know, had all these suggestions. People are like, oh, you should call it like Freedom, blah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, I, I want something crystal clear. <laughs> and no, everyone knows San Diego County Gun Owners. Okay, I know exactly what they do, exactly what they stand for. I totally get it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all all in a, in a name. But Well, look at the gun prom. But it's the gun prom, right? He People tried just, like heck to get rid of that gun problem. Sorry, it stuck. <laughs> but it stuck. <laughs> but the uh, DC project, the reason it's DC projects, because you guys actually go to DC, right? Every year. Yeah. Um, well, the reason why it started that way is because Diana Mueller, the founder, right. um, had a had an issue and took it to her local legislator mm-hmm. and ended up having to. F- push that to get any traction for it she had to go to dc she had to meet the folks on their own turf um and she spawned an idea and that's how it started and she decided well i'm going to dc and that's it's a project it and i'm not going to give up until it's done that's right <laughs> and so every year uh we do have a state director pretty much every state in the union and we all meet up a, in a, dc a state director so you have like one person per state who yeah. okay cool and yeah. then there's there's some 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 directors are lucky enough to have teams yeah california is not so so lucky. hip on this idea but i'm working on it i'm working on it well, the people oh, are here. It's the just people the state here. is not here. The state is not hip. You would think that, yeah, California is such a big state that you guys would need a, Huge. a team. right? How many, I don't know. No. What, how many, what are there, 50 representatives from California? 51? 53. 53. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of representatives. It, mm-hmm. it is. And um, basically what we do, and, and mm-hmm. a little different from what San Diego County Gun Owners does, just a little, um, we actually interface directly with the legislatures, whereas you guys are more important about putting people in the legislature. Right. After you put them in, you we go and we them. talk to them. Yeah. And then we talk to them about how their decisions or the legislature actually impacts their constituents. So that's kind of mm-hmm. where we take over. So how did you, uh, how did you personally get uh, wrapped up in this? Uh... <laughs> I was Shanghai. No. Um, <laughs> I have been in, in and around uh, California now since 1983. And when I finally got um, introduced that, to guns, by the way, that's the year that uh, uh, that Alicia was born. I know she's a baby, right? <laughs> I wish. So, <laughs> what, what a coincidence! Coincidence. So well, I've, I've seen a that lot of a stuff. Negative. Well, a negative. We well, have I to have babies born around in you. You were absolutely. Which time? Couple, <laughs> couple. I think he said he was bored in 1980. Oh, that's it what you're, that's what you know. There was not much going on because yeah, it was, no, it was there very was sleepy. Nobody doing guns. He, yeah, he, like, wow. He'd recently retired. 
There's and no and here he is. <laughs> There's no retirement. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. So, all right, you. Uh, but when, when I when I got involved and I've been watching for a long time and um, I voted for the very first time in '84. Ah. Yeah. Who was? Wow. I forget who was running for president then. Mr. Reagan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know you knew. <laughs> um, but so it's been a love-hate relationship, just watching and not understanding really. Uh, until you got a little older, and I know that's, I don't mean to sound trite, but until you're interested in something, you don't really know what's going on. And with all the little stuff, it's the minutia that really makes a difference. Go talk to any kid today mm-hmm. okay. and ask him, what do you think of politics? Uh, and it's a weird answer. Be careful what you ask for. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because I remember when I was little, I could care less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you didn't. Michael, you probably were more into it. I actually was. But I was, but <laughs> honestly. Red Dawn. <laughs> no, I remember. I remember. So I graduated high school in '94. I, I read uh, all of Rush Limbaugh's books in high school. Oh well, see, that's oh. why. What a nerd! Totally, totally makes sense though. <laughs> but it anyway, totally makes sense. But um, the uh, honestly, I don't know if I want people under thirty to have an opinion in politics. <laughs> well, I don't. Everybody think, has an opinion. I don't think an opinion necessarily, but one. they should at least be aware. Well. If, if we had more awareness, it might be a, b- a better thing, really, truly. Mm-hmm. If they understood what was happening to their rights as we speak, it, particularly the Second Amendment rights, yeah. then they would and, – and it's why that's important. It's so, not just for gun owners. So it you, really isn't. So your first election was 1984. Yeah. You're in California. Yeah. You're, were you in San Diego? Uh, yeah, we were. Mom and dad bought a house up in North County in Carlsbad. How much has San Diego changed since 1983? It's night and day difference. Is that amazing? That is, it's mm-hmm. scary amazing. You know when I really realized how different, so I moved here in 97. I moved to San Diego in 97. Okay. And not long after, my brother came and visited, and he said, boy, I thought it'd be different. And I was like, well, what did you think it would be? And he brought up the intro to Simon and Simon. You remember Simon and Simon? Oh my gosh! And yes. he's like, they were there, like, there they were is. they were rolling around in like pickup trucks and whatever. You know, he said, I surfboards. Thought it'd be you know, yeah. and it's like '98, and it's totally different. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess he's. You know, it took me like 15 years to realize that. that you remember they're standing in the library at UCSD, and I'm like, what building is that? You know, and it took me like 15 years of living to, here before I figured that out. Yeah, because I never went to UCSD, so what did I know? Anyway, okay, so when did you become – So I mean, when did you become aware of, of the Second Amendment and gun ownership, and when did that become important to you? Well, it's all your fault, actually. My fault? Yep, it's all your fault. San Diego County gun owners kind of introduced what was going on in, in California, and I started paying attention because I was hanging around you guys. Mm. And uh, when you brought people to our monthly meetings mm-hmm. that were running – for legislature or mm-hmm. here in Southern California, that's when we we got to listen to what they are actually saying. And then when they got into office, some people upheld what they said they were going to do, and some people didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So th- I started doing that, and then I you graduated from that, and you start the more you're doing, the more you get involved, the less you're. You, there's so much restriction now on everything you do. Really. So it doesn't matter if you're into sports or if you're into sporting clays or if you're shooting handguns at a, at a steel match. There's there's so many restrictions now. And what I got tired of doing basically was saying, okay, what are they going to take away from us now? And there's a lot of people talking and there's a lot of people upset, but there's not a lot of people that will get up and do anything about it. Right. You're one of those that will get up and do something about it. You did. You know what used mm-hmm. to annoy me is mm-hmm. the discussions on the internet <clears throat> when they'd say, okay oh. – 
you know, XYZ just passed. So mm-hmm. what are we going to do to comply with it? Or what are we going to do to get around it? Or exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, Everyone was looking to, for the workaround. I'm like, work around. What are we going to yeah. do to get rid of it? You know, yeah. why, are, why are we like, oh, well, okay, let's figure out how to. <laughs> now, yeah. you know, a lot of, there were a lot of really great workarounds like uh, uh, Darren at uh, North County Shooting Center. He yes. came up with the bullet button. He did. Which is, he's a genius and I love him to death. And I hope you're listening, Darren. You're a great guy. Go, um, and, Darren. And certainly not criticizing that. What I'm criticizing <laughs> is the attitude of kind of this, well, okay, nothing, nothing's going to get any better, Pooh it's Bear. It's just you know? that. We're just going <laughs> to take that away. Yeah. 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 And yeah. you've seen where they are now. Well, I, what got you into gun ownership then? What? How did you? Oh, that was instantaneous. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. When I went to Front Sight, in fact, the first uh, the first I had gone out and I had purchased uh, a firearm and what, was the, practicing why with though? it. Why, though? What was the catalyst? Why did you go buy well, a gun? Well, because I was going to go to Front Sight. <laughs> and I had to have something to shoot, and I didn't want to rent okay. something. That's so so let's back up even a little bit farther. First off, oh. not being nosy, how old were you? Uh, that that was probably twelve years ago. Okay, yeah. So oh, she not, was she was well into seemed, adulthood. I'm not going there. She was well into adulthood. <laughs> so, but something had to. You woke up, you went and had coffee, and then all of a sudden you said, you know. No, it, I have to get a gun. No, it was it was it really was. I know it sounds a little crazy, but it is a little bit more spontaneous than that. And that the people that I was hanging around at the time, ah. they all had okay uh, firearms at the home. Gotcha. And long gun, short gun didn't matter. And you didn't. And I didn't. Right. It wasn't something I was opposed to. In fact, I had I had my my dad gave me his basically his his personal right. to go back and forth from Palm Springs when I lived there. Right. Uh, he wanted to go for my safety. I just never had any training. Right. I did go, and I graduate. I actually went to the Marine Corps Firearms, and and I actually was. I used a forty-five, and I, I I actually did get qualified there with a forty-five. Wow. That was a long time ago, and then I came back around. I started hanging out with some great people, and then they said, "Well, you got to come. You got to come. You got to come." And this was the front site, yeah. and. I said, well, if I'm going to do it, I might as well do it right. What did so, you buy? What was your first gun? Uh, bad choice. <laughs> John, first gun yeah, was, was a Diamondback. John, John just started laughing. Yeah, very oh, man. bad choice what because was we we spent we we spent weeks yeah. looking for what we were going to do online. Yeah, and John did some a lot. My husband did all kinds of research, and he came up with something, and then I came up with something, and I was completely opposite than him. And we didn't get to try it, by the way. Bad, another bad idea. So, oh, oh, oh. Wait a minute. I'm going to so, keep everybody in yeah, suspense. So, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> suspense, suspense. <laughs> on the next side we'll of the break on. here. Write that on a piece of paper because you'll right. forget. I won't forget. Okay. Well, I never forget. I have a <laughs> my, I have a mind like a sieve. <laughs> oh. Gun Hunters Radio, FM 96, one name 1170. It's like half a watch. Yeah, really. Well, in your case, got on his radio FM 961 AM 
But when it comes to buying precious metal, you need the right company in your corner. That's why we have partnered with the top-rated precious metal company, Goldco. Because reputation does matter. Goldco is a six-times Inc. 5000 winner, 2022 Company of the Year. And they help people like you and me place over $2 billion in gold and silver. And right now, they're offering Gun Owners Radio supporters up to $10,000 in bonus silver when opening a qualified IRA account. This is your opportunity to protect yourself from out-of-control corrupt government. Don't pass it up. Grab your phone today and give Gold Co. a call. Take action today so you don't regret it tomorrow. Call Gold Co. at 855-612-6354, 855-612-6354, and tell them you heard it right here on Gun Owners Radio. All right, we're talking to Kimberly Southwell from DC Project, and you were we were just, uh, okay, so we were asking what your first gun was. You, you, you said that you, you were hanging out with a bunch of... Daryl X, who were going to take you to front site. Yes. So you, yes. you had to, uh, <laughs> you're like, hey, I'm going to get a gun. Um, you guys did some research. And then I, I don't think you actually said what the gun was. No. Okay. So no. what was your first, what was, what was your first gun? The actual w- purchase. Actually, wait, wait, can we get a drum roll, please? <laughs> I'm just not a good. Right. Um, so the actual first gun we found was, was called a diamond back. It's out of man, a manufacturer out of Florida. Diamond back. It's diamond a pistol? It is. It's a nine millimeter. Yeah. Um, it it was it was wrong in so many different reasons. And again, oh, I really? I didn't shoot what it. Did draw, what did you draw? Was it cute? It, nothing cute about it. I mean, it had a five inch was it barrel. The, so maybe the price. It was definitely the price. Okay. And I and I didn't understand as a first time gun owner what I was really looking at. Right. And then um, someone else said, "Oh yeah, this is a great thing." And then I just went with. With that, I and think that's probably the key, Dave. Is that you know when you're first kind of getting into something, yeah, yeah, you, don't you know, know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't know, is, is a Yugo better than a right. Mercedes? I don't know. Well, you wait know, a minute, right? Yugo is only fifteen hundred, and this one's <laughs> yeah. Five I'll go with the Yugo. <laughs> Hell, I'll go with the Yugo. That's that. How bad could that be? I'm, how I'm, could yeah. it be? Yeah, it I'm, was. Bad. I totally get that. So I'm actually I'm going through that with watches right now. Oh. Where watches I used to love, I look at I'm like that's trash. Why would anybody? Ever Why would you do that? Isn't that ridiculous? Anyway, so you you found this diamond back, and what Did was what was exactly was wrong with it? What 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 happened? How did you finally come to the conclusion that it wasn't so the best choice? We we got it. We got it out of the box, and we went to the range. And within the first fifty rounds, it failed, mm. and it was a failure that was not fixable, Whoa. and had to be sent back to the manufacturer. Well, at least it was under warranty. Um, hmm. kind of shorter. We are in California, right? Yeah. Okay, that's not on the roster. Oh, bad oh, idea. Oh, that second. Problem. Well, that roster is okay. to keep us safe. Well, I'm sure it is. <laughs> and in some universe, that must be, that must work. So I ended up calling a friend of mine who was going with us to Frontsite, Joseph Spencer. I know you know hey, him. Hey, yeah, Spence. And Spence basically said, uh, don't panic. I'm, I have something for you. I'll, br- I'll, bring, I'll bring mine and you can use it because he was going to do an AR class. And so he said, I'll let you use my firearm. You cannot buy this. It's not for sale. And I laughed at him and said, no, I'm just borrowing it. No big deal. No, 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 really. It's not for sale. Mm. I'm like, sure, Spence, whatever. You got it. Yeah. Thank you. And so we met. We bought it. Within the first day, he, he, we saw him throughout the day. It's not for sale. <laughs> and by the end of that day, I understood. No, is that, and, is that nice? What was it? Do you well, remember? He, he had a VP9. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what H&K, VP9. So what is not... 
for sale. And it was not for sale, so I had to go out and buy my own. So what was your, I guess, what was your, what was your second gun then? A VP9. The VP9. Oh, okay, wow. <laughs> You still, I, you still have the not, other one? Uh, is meant, no, I sold it. Oh, you see, you nailed with somebody else. Huh? Done. Yeah. See, I was only familiar with Diamondback being a revolver. I didn't realize they had a pistol line as well, so I'm looking them up right now. Oh, they run, yeah, their current MSRP, they run high twos up yes. to mid sixes. And then there's the whole revolver series as well. Yeah, right. so this was just yeah. one of those things. I didn't, everything about what I did was wrong. Oh, well, because you didn't know. Come and well, with me. <laughs> I didn't see it. I didn't know the right people. Right. So yeah, after after that, I got involved with a girl and a gun. Yeah. And then now I'm a team for a girl and a gun, and I help plan and I help people get the right, right one for the right and mm-hmm. fit them and understand what they're going to use it for, and that's really key. It is. You have to shoot, and like I, I tell most of the girls there, don't get something until you shoot it, until you love it. If you don't love it for any reason. Rent another market. one. Yeah, it market. doesn't cost you a dime. Right. It is. But there's still, uh, I, I, by the way, absolutely go to a girl and a gun or some educational program, Alicia, uh, whatever. Not you know, me, SD. Not me, SD. There's mm-hmm. a ton of resources out there for sure. But I also think it's like, I have, I, like I've outgrown guns. Have you outgrown <gasps> guns? You know what I mean? Where I'm mm-hmm. just like, eh, this isn't my favorite yeah. anymore. I found what I like better. I, I found something different, yeah. and it and it from maybe, now. Maybe that's better. Maybe it's yeah, a better way to I put just, it. You know, just ask if, if, him listen, how many watches. If does you're he if own. you're one of my guns and you're He's listening, probably like I, I have guns. <laughs> how many watches do you own? I don't. There's a. Have trend you lost count? Here. You know, I, I think. I bet they're not in your safe. No, they are. They're oh. they're. Uh, I have nine. Okay, this is a trend. I have more watches than I do have guns. I know because they're cheaper than a gun. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> you, we are talking about. I was Michael, trying to right? help you out, Greg. But you have a trend. I have a trend. Yeah. What's my trend? Well, you can't buy just one of anything. I I sometimes I will get all wrapped up in something. Yeah. Oh, well, you think? Yeah. See, and yeah. that's what I did with guns. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. I just. Now I have one of each size. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you can never have too many. No, you can't. And there's different things for different reasons. And that's what I love so, when the media says, this guy had like 20 I know. Had a, no, yeah. They want to know why you need that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They don't understand it. Well, because not. you don't. So this was like seven years ago, eight years ago? Ten. Ten years ago. Mm-hmm. So ten years ago, you were, you know, you bought a diamond back and then you bought a VP9. You weren't sure and blah, 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 and front sight. And now- you're a rep for, for DC Project. Yeah, How I'm cool an, is that? I'm an NRA pistol instructor. Wow. I'm an NRA certified range so- safety officer. Um, Who would have thought? I Did you grow up with guns? Uh, well, with your yes and, and no. Dad? I mean, Daddy pretended to be a hunter because it was the thing to do with the guys. You know, so he would go <laughs> duck hunting, okay? Um, I inherited the only gun, he, and he, I think he went once to shoot duck hunting. So I inherited the Remington 1100. Nineteen seventy six, pristine, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful yeah. gun. Yeah. So I still have it. Yeah. So what? Uh, tell people if people don't know what DC Project is, what, what do you want them to know about it, or what are some of the things you do day to day, or you know? Day to day, day to day is we we track a lot of things that are happening. Spe- I'm specifically interested in what's happening in California, and I mean there's there's a lot happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I've noticed. Yeah, I'm sure you have. <laughs> Um, and if, if it's not one thing, it's another. And there's there's legislatures that are trying to do and, and write up legislation that absolutely make no sense. I thought I was intelligent enough to read English. But when I'm trying to read the legislative stuff that they're putting out to vote on, it's very, very difficult to understand. And then they don't even understand 
what it's going to happen if they pass it, which sadly it does, mm -hmm. um, they don't even know what's going to happen. So on a day-to-day, DC Project follows and tracks out all the legislation. I'm specifically for, of course, we track it in all 50 states. Mm -hmm. I'm specifically tracking it for California. And then we go to the sponsors or the co-sponsors of the bills or the, or the registration or legislation, and we give them another side or another point of view. They may or may not be educated enough to even understand what they wrote. They're being pushed to do something from someone else. There's, there's no telling why they did what they did. But since it's up for a vote, we just bring a, another, another point of view. And it keeps getting worse. You know, I, I know um, a lot of people, you know, the gun organizations put out, oh, this is the worst year ever. Yeah. And it sounds like, you know, the sky's falling, you know, but it really does keep getting worse and worse. It, it really does because it's more invasive. And it, the things that they're doing right now, I mean, uh, take something local. You guys were just down at Imperial Beach. Yeah, which we won. We won right? that thing. We won that. And that was simply for taxation on something that you're going to purchase Right. that yep. has to do with guns. Yep. That's Kinda. just yep. one little thing. And that's... So do you make well, them nervous when you walk into Sacramento? Um, when they see you I, coming. I, I don't know. See, there's a couple of other colored shirts that are on the opposite side. They know who side. you are. Um, I have a feeling. We, they might. <laughs> they, they might know who I am, but because of who we are and why we do what we do, it's the manner of which we do it, which is really, I found more appealing than anything else. There's a lot of people that get so in their face. And they, they accept the fact that I'm going to approach them responsibly, right. that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to reach out to see where they're at professionally and then i'm going to give them another side and it's going to be as tactful and as professional there are other means that are used and it's not so nice right you know you see a horde of people in that in never works it just doesn't work. doesn't work so we we found that personal relationships with the legislation gives us a better chance of at least being heard right i don't know if it'll change it yeah but you're getting them thinking we're getting them thinking and we're giving them a reasonable expectation of, hey, if this happens, this is what's going to happen yeah. to us, your constituents. Because I don't think they really think they it out. Honestly, they, they don't. They only know one thing. Well, like SB2 is probably the scariest thing coming down the pike right mm -hmm. now, which is basically outlawing your ability to carry anywhere. Anywhere, anytime. Right. Yeah. But if there's, okay, well, That's here, a you definite can, infringement on anything the Constitution had mm -hmm. in mind. Yeah, you can have a CCW, but sure. uh, the only place... You, you know, just can't carry it. You can carry it in your house. Anywhere. No, you carry it in your house. You can carry it in your house. Maybe your front yard. Yeah. Well, no. No. Hey, outside your front door, not so much. <laughs> I mean, mm -hmm. they, there's a lot of... The opposite, look, there's a lot of things that happen, and I believe that everybody really wants the same thing. Mm -hmm. They just have different means of the end result. So there's a lot of people that all of us can agree on is gun safety. Mm -hmm. Gun safety is huge, and both sides can agree to that. Right. After you get past the gun safety, it's how we're going to fix the problem is where we differ. I believe that if you educate someone on how this is a loaded gun, this is what you do, this is how you do it, this is what you don't do. That's going to But there's prevent. people out there that don't even know why do you even want a gun. Correct. They don't. I and mean, for those the people, purpose? they still need the education because right. if they come up on something and they come up on a gun, they need to treat it like it's loaded. They need right. to treat it. If they point it at someone, that's a bad thing. Right. They need to know the basic safety. See, and that's the issue. And they don't do that anymore. You know, it's are, like taboo to talk about it. Ooh. You know, there are some people that will come with the from, from the viewpoint of guns are horrible and evil, and I'm taking this yes. class so I can learn about the inside, inside story because I hate them. I want to hate them more. They leave actually 
They are the gun advocates after that. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of girls from DC Project that have done that. Yep. So it's, it's a lot more fun to shoot a gun than it is to ban a gun. It is That's much more. Well, what's uh, is there a website or something that people can can people donate or, or absolutely DCProject.com. DC Project. How do you spell DC? D like David, C like Charlie. Basically, your name wasn't in there. Oh, Gun Owners Radio FM 96.1 The answer. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, have you ever wanted to get a pilot's license? Here in San Diego, pilots can fly almost every day, which makes San Diego one of the best places to learn to fly in in the world. Learn to fly with San Diego Flight Training International. Check out the deal just for gun owners, radio listeners. One hour of ground school, one hour of flight with an instructor. Yep, you even get to fly. Normally $400.00. Listeners, it's three fifty. Getting started is super easy. Just call eight five eight five six nine one eight two two, or go to SDFTI. But I just call them eight five eight five six nine one eight two two. All right. Quick shout out, real quick. We got some YouTube listeners. Like to say hey to Thor Waldall, listening to us out there on YouTube. Coolios. There you go. So we're doing our uh, one of my favorite segments. I really like this uh, curtain call. The latest news stories. The latest news stories. Insightful perspectives. Insightful perspectives. It's time for a curtain call. All right. So take it away. Take it. All right. So we have a story today. We have a 75. Now imagine being 75 years old. Okay. So not to put anybody down. And you're but, looking at me when you well, say that. I was going to say, well, Dave doesn't have to imagine. He's sitting right across from me. I can't help right it. But, so, okay. So in the in the world of defense, you have... We have different groups of people, and sad but true, it, it's it's the reality of it. So we have we have certain populations and, and portions of the populace that are considered uh, less advantaged and able to defend themselves, and one of them is going to be the elderly. You know, we have the disabled, we have women, especially up against a, a bigger, larger, um, more uh, just threatening man. So this is a 75-year-old woman, and she shot home intruders that broke into her home in Oakland. So I like to commend, first of all, commend her being 75 years old and having yes. the ability to defend herself when the moment came. So here's the story. So out of Oakland, California, and this is a recent story. It was just uh, so just the end of July. So a 75-year-old woman opened fire on two intruders who broke into her Oakland home and came under fire herself. So the home invasion robbery happened around 2 a.m. So middle of the night. Imagine me, you know, Mike, remember the, uh, the talk of the key, having to lock, unlock your firearm, get oh, yeah. to it 2 a.m. Yeah, in the morning yeah. from a dead sleep. Yeah. So 2 a.m. on July 26th, and she lived near the Oakland Zoo, and uh, she uh, heard something in the middle of the night. She woke up to it, and officers said that two armed men forced their way into her home, mm-hmm. and uh, they began searching, searching and going through the home. The elderly resident was the only one in the home, so nobody else was there to help her. No one else was there to defend her. So she had to defend herself. You know, I don't hear any or see anything about police making it in record time getting their defender. So we know police do their best. They do what they can. But a lot of the time they're there to take the report, you know, after the fact. So she was her own first responder. So uh, she uh, 
Feared for her safety, the 75-year-old woman pulled out her 357 Magnum and fired one round, one round, towards the suspect. The suspects returned fire. Jeez. So they were armed and they returned fire, and uh, they then reta- they then fled the scene. So, fortunately, the woman was not injured, and uh, there were no reports of physical injuries to, to the police or the hospital. So, as far as we know, they may not have been hit, or if they did, they took care of it themselves. But, so... It, 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 that's you know here you are in the comfort of your home you expect to be safe you expect the comfort of home to be able to rest and to, to be safe from the world and uh, just you you don't you can't prevent everything and you need to be prepared for when those things that we can't prevent or stop come your way and you have to be able to respond to it appropriately and she did they came in armed and they came in not only armed but they had ammunition in those guns so you know if you read stories and you kind of look at the, so many of these guys use the firearms as a threatening tool and they not they aren't necessarily even loaded and they may not even be real well these were real and they were loaded and they met business so it's just uh, i bet they were surprised i sure hope so i don't think i don't think people like if you're listening to this stop for just a second and think about how terrifying mm-hmm. and that 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 word's not hyperbole mm-hmm. um think of how terrifying it is to have somebody in your home two somebodies two somebodies mm-hmm. in your home let alone two somebodies who are armed and of the mindset that they'll they'll use it mm-hmm. i mean this poor 75 year old woman mm-hmm. alone had to have been scared out of her mind. Absolutely. I mean, I don't care how big and tough you are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, that's scary. To wake up and hear somebody in your house is 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 beyond beyond scary. It's extremely alarming, and you, you, you know, you feel it for weeks. You oh, know, if not for a lifetime, it's like being in a mm-hmm. car accident. You know, you ever been in a car accident and the, for like a week or two? If you kind of thought hard enough, you could still kind of feel the collision, you know? No? That's not you, Dave? Yeah. Didn't bother me in the least. Well, I mean, I mean, if, <laughs> but I'm not normal. I'm serious. I meant the kind of car accident that someone else caused. Oh, I, <laughs> oh I got you. <laughs> where that's you different. got hit. That's not where you, oh, yeah, I still think about every time I drive by that, that area. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. So that, yeah. I, that, it's terrifying. I can't imagine being her, being in that situation and not being armed. That would be even more terrifying, you know. And the mm-hmm. fact that uh, these these uh, people, probably guys, uh, brought a gun into some stranger's home and uh, you know shot back, you know, th- there's that's a special kind of horrible. Mm-hmm. You know, if she shot to hit, or was she did she shot just to scare him away? It, it, it doesn't clarify. It doesn't clarify. I sure hope it wasn't a warning. But if shot. she knows how to shoot, well, Maybe. yeah. But you know, with 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 the way the world is today you know mm-hmm. you don't yeah your first initial reaction is shoot to, to hit mm-hmm. but with today's society i, I, I doubt she's even thinking i mean yeah, she I probably just, was just yeah. like i hope i live mm-hmm. I, you know what i mean i hope i mm-hmm. live which is another reason you know um the, the you know magazine laws are absolutely ridiculous this poor 70 now she only shot one round one round right but the fact that they ran you know they shot and ran is because they knew there were more rounds coming, mm-hmm. you know, or, or that right. could come. Could come. You see, yeah. that's why I'm thinking she may have just shot to scare him away. Yeah, because sure normally, w- if somebody's in your, mm-hmm. you're only going to shoot one round. Heck no, you're going to no. unload. But that's that. not how I train. No, I understand. So depending, how do you, how do you how, train? Was, 
you, you I train specifically for self-defense. Right. You train threat. to stop the threat. Right. And it's never just one. No, no, no. Ever. But also think about it this way, too. I don't know how often you go out with older women to the range. Right. 75. No, is, I, is, I, is, I, some are pretty sprightly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It doesn't specify what she had. I don't know if it was a revolver. But it would be interesting know. to hear it would her be, more of the story. I would love, I would love to, to, to talk well, to get her. Get on it. A girl in a gun yeah. has a lot of older yeah. older ladies that are showing up as as part of the well, to train. Yeah, they're are they're more afraid than the younger girls. Not our gals. <laughs> I'm here to tell you what. Um, well, no, now is, they've got yeah. now they've been trained. They are getting yes. training, and, and, and they and, and their they attitudes can, change. Correct, and and they have to continue to train. Now they know that they know a little bit, mm-hmm. and they need to know much more. Right. And, and it so, takes a lot more training. And they but, they come in with with just like any like anybody else. They come in with a fear and a discomfort. Yes. Um. I you know different chapters have you know I'm part of a growing gun here in San Diego as well, and different chapters um have different mindsets. Some allow revolvers, some don't. Some require you to have certain size handguns, some don't. So there's different, and so some of these ladies will come in with what they're comfortable with and uh, they quickly learn that they don't have to stay there they can grow from that exactly. and that's great but the women that don't train though they're going to have whatever they can get their hands on and it's not always the right fit and i'm thankful she was able to get the one shot off because some of them can't even do that i bet those guys about had a heart attack when she i hope fired they didn't i hope they dirtied their pants and i hope they did, did all too. kinds of things <laughs> <laughs> well it's like it's like that guy in the 7-eleven where he got where that one guy just beat him half to death with a stick what? What are you talking about? Oh, you didn't see that? Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> the gun, uh, the shop owner came to take care of him. Mm-hmm. And if yeah, the guy was, he was going through the Seven Eleven and he was dumping yeah. all the stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the the owner yeah. said something. He said, "Don't come near me. Don't you do it. You don't want to do it." Was this online or something? Like a video or something? No, no. Well, it was. It's been in the news. There's some video. Yeah. Yeah. Watch the news. Yeah. So they turned. The one guy grabbed him and stopped him from leaving mm-hmm. and wrestled him to the ground. The other guy pulls out a big old stick about that big and just. Beat the living and car out. Beating of it. It. He had a yeah. stick. He just had a stick. It, it, it but looked it was like a, a broom old, handle. Yeah, it was uh, nice. what, I, what mm-hmm. I think it so was. So beating yeah. so bad, the guy was screaming and crying. You know, stop it! Stop it! Stop enough! 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 <laughs> yeah. Finally, they finished beating him because they were tired and told him to leave. They said, "Don't ever come back." Kim, so, Kim, have you ever been in a? Uh, have you found yourself in a in, in a in a situation where you had to uh, use uh, firearm self defense or anything like that? Thankfully, no. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. No, yeah. I I I truly believe that I. I don't even know if I'm ready. Although I keep training, like mm-hmm. I'm, you know, it, you just keep training. It's that muscle way. memory, I think. It it is, but it's mindset, and there's so much more to it. I mm-hmm. mean, there's the responsibility of understanding you're responsible for every round that leaves Absolutely. your firearm. Why aren't you though? Mm-hmm. So you have to keep that in mind. You get- Which is kind of sad that they put that much pressure on a person. This is the state of California. Well, if I, you even think of brandishing I anything, know. let alone Well, actually, you can't brandish. <gasps> no, you can't. No, that's bad enough. Right, now. But if you right. actually have to, to draw on, on an individual to stop a threat. Uh, I've been close. The person on, have you the, been close? I've been close. You've been close? I've been close. Oh, yeah. my little heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I trained for it, but... You That's, never know until it happens. You just don't. But you got to be ready. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We're actually in a, in a couple segments here. We're going to talk about brandishing in San Diego. We actually have some good news, believe it or not. Yes. Coming up, There's, so. Oh, I even want to hear something else that was awesome news. What? You and Summer Stefan. Well, that's, that's coming up. Okay. <laughs> I was hoping that's what's going on. She just popped your bubble. <laughs> no. And you no. were rolling. She you was, had uh, everybody on the edge of our chairs. I no, blew that it. Was, I'm And sorry. your guest blew it. I no, did. That was, I that totally was a good blew lead. it. Now you don't even know what page you're on. It's coming up. <laughs> you're all lost. <laughs>
Well, that, that's a good curtain call. I liked it very much. Yeah, I, very I, I don't think uh, people really truly like we throw around words like empowering and you know that sort of thing. And I, I, I think that more people need to take a step back when they hear these stories and, and put themselves mm-hmm. into the shoes of a seventy-five-year-old woman who's yep. alone and truly understand that you know what it means to be empowered because you own a firearm. Right. So I think it's a really good example of a lot of things. Why mm-hmm. magazine laws are dumb. What empowering actually means. You know, how firearms are, in no other situation can a 75-year-old woman defend herself against two uh, intruders, but for the fact that she had a gun. Right. That's it. Absolutely. You wouldn't fit in her shoes. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I've seen them. I'll put them on my hands. (laughs) (laughs) Right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. Ready? Stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia. Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything Second Amendment. Here we go. Hi, folks. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, the fight for Second Amendment is always happening in Orange County and Inland Empire. Orange County gun owners and Inland Empire gun owners lead the fight on the city and county level to defend and protect your self-defense rights. How do they do it? They do it by fundraising, getting local pro-gun candidates elected, Become a member today. Go to iegunowners.com slash join. Or if you're in Orange County, that's ocgunowners.com slash join. And join the growing number of responsible gun owners stepping up to defend our Second Amendment right. That's iegunowners.com or ocgunowners.com. Subscribe and win. Subscribe to our email list and win some swag. All you got to do is go to gunownersradio.com. And sign up to be on our email list, and you'll get to find out what we're up to, what's going on in the state, who's on the show, all the good stuff, thanks to Gun Owners Radio. And if you subscribe, you may win. This week's winner is... Michael Reddy. I did not realize that. Russell, did you realize that? No, I did not realize that. Russell knew. He realized. (laughs) He did. Uh, Email prizes at gunownersradio.com to claim your t-shirt or hat. Free training for members, enter to win free intro to firearms class from Stronghold Dynamic. Sign up at gunownersradio.com slash training the number four members. Gunownersradio.com slash training the number four members. So that's training for members. All you got to do is sign up there. It's totally free. Winner announced on August the 27th. Hey, we got any gun prom tickets? We have a ton of gun prom, prom tickets. All you got to do is buy them. They're ninety nine bucks a pop. They're they're uh, the early bird special still on. Just go to gunprom.com. It is happening September sixteenth, and uh, we're, we're gonna, we we got to shut down 
Uh, ticket sales for here too long, so go buy your tickets today. Gun well, owners. I ran out. I'm sorry, of, gun I ran out of chairs at my table. Oh, really? So That's had, a good problem to have. Three people had to go buy, and I said they, they had to go buy. They might be able to sit close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can get that all arranged. We can get that all arranged. Right. Three people. We can, we can get that people. figured out. We can get that figured out. Just no too problem. many people. <laughs> but she only had three friends. Yeah, hey, really. I got four. Including <laughs> me. Well, get that fourth one to buy a ticket too, Dave. How come they're holding out? Well, I already bought the table. Do I have to buy a chair too? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, the. Um, uh, I really. DC Project sounds really, really cool, Kim. I, I, I got to tell you, I think it's, it's very cool. You, I heard you say earlier. That it's been seven years? Have they only been around for seven years? Did I hear that incorrectly? 20, 2016. 2016 is when they started. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. What? And, and you said that uh, 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 Diane Mueller, right? Diana Mueller. Diana Mueller. Yep. She, what, what, I, I, you said that she started it because she had a particular issue. Do you know what that first issue was that kicked it all off? I, I haven't talked to her specifically, but it was something that was so egregious that she took it to her local. Yeah. And what... She handed, basically, they got kicking the can and right. didn't want to deal with it, or she wasn't sure how to approach it, and ended up all the way to D.C. Wow. Now, have you have you, are you have you been able to make the trip to D.C. yet, or is that on your agenda? Oh, it is on my agenda, but nice. the trip is in October. Oh, good. So that'll well, be my first trip to D.C. Long, with this group. Nice. That's a long way to get And so you're, you're going to, uh, you're going to uh, uh, do, do, you, like, do you know who you're going to talk to yet, or? Or do you guys just try to fit it in, or how, like, how does how does scheduling work? Like who scheduling? So basically, we know who our reps are for California. Yeah. Um, certainly, we know from the top bottom the the you know both sides of the house, both sides of our Senate. Which which wait wait the who are who's our who are our senators now Feinstein? Yeah, Feinstein, and, and then Padilla. the other guy. Right. Well, who? then Padilla is also there. Oh, okay. Alex. Um. But then we have we have a, a couple of other guys there. Most of them are other guys that we have I, for the state of California. I'd probably pass on Feinstein. Oh, the the rep the representatives. Yeah. Yeah. If you get do, are you are you actually going to meet with Feinstein? That's the plan. Is he's she going to be aware that you're there? She's not going to know you're Maybe there. not. <laughs> <laughs> so so what we do between now and then we we know their schedule. Wow. Their schedule is posted on what's going to happen in D.C. Mm-hmm. and they're specific. Uh, we're there a couple of days ahead. We start seeing Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, depending on the the folks' schedule and when they're going to have office office hours. Well, do you know? We by the way, do, do you know why Feinstein is so anti-gun? Do you know her story? I'm not sure. I do. Her story is so she was so San Francisco is both a county and a city, so they don't have a city council. Sure. They just have a, a, a board of supervisors, but it's the city council. Uh, way back, this would have been in in the 70s. A um, uh, there uh, there was a big controversy. So everybody, the first I, he's credited as being the first openly gay um, elected official. His name's Milk Harvey Milk. So Milk was there. He was one of the people. And then there was uh, the mayor Marconi. Uh, and then there was uh, another guy named Dan White. I'm pretty sure. I hope I didn't get that wrong. So um, Dan White was a Catholic um, Democrat, which is important to the story because um, his district was fairly conservative in the sense that they were Catholic, not not conservative in the sense that they like low taxes or mm-hmm. whatever you define a conservative as these days. Um, 
and they were arguing over you know putting uh, I think it was a mental health facility or or like a homeless facility in his district and the the church you know kind of pushed back on it whatever it was long story short uh he quit he said that's it I'm out of here I'm done I'm out of here um and then uh, this is Dan White this guy and then went in and shot up the 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 basically city hall that's right Killed the the mayor. Right. Um, Feinstein was in the office when it was happening. She was actually hiding behind a desk. She actually came out and gave the press conference and said, hey, uh, you know, the mayor's been shot and killed. Um, and this guy's defense, this Dan White guy, was that he ate too many Twinkies. <laughs> Not even joking. You, you can actually Google the Twinkie defense, and it'll bring up a whole story. Basically, his attorney said, look, this guy had been up all night eating sugary Twinkies, and it did, he went crazy. That, this is, I'm paraphrasing, but this is all totally accurate. Well, how'd that, how did that end up? He, I, I think he got a, I, uh, he got a, I, it's been a long time since I've read this story, but he got a smack on the wrist. He ended up moving to L.A., and he actually committed suicide later. Um, wow. It, it was a mess. I remember. It vaguely. was a mess. Now, here's the thing. You almost have to, I think if somebody goes through a traumatic experience, like hiding in an office, you know, while somebody is, is there to, to kill you, um, you, you if, if you come out of that experience able to make level-headed decisions, I, I think that makes you superhuman. I also think that if you are an elected, if you do go through that level, you know, that experience, you should almost, you should probably recuse yourself. You know, yeah. from making decisions on firearms. Totally. Because mm-hmm. she's been on this crusade. She's right. been on anti-ready. She's worse. She's, well, no. No one is worse than her governor. <laughs> but she's almost as bad. Well, she's been doing well, it. She, just because she's long. She's I, been doing it for like 40 are. years. Yeah. She's you know? just longer. <laughs> and she, you know, there were times she, she owned a firearm and then yeah. she, uh, and then she was, mm-hmm. she publicly tried to get rid of her firearm and, and, and. Uh, there was this big controversy where she actually went out and bought a firearm and then gave that one up but kept her original firearm. It was ridiculous. She's a ridiculous hypocrite. But also, yep. I, I think that if you're a, if you're a uh, an activist like we all are, you, you kind of have to take a step back and go, hey, that person has an irrational fear of right. firearms because they went through an extreme event. And, and then you have to kind of act accordingly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, okay, I'm not going to be able to convince this person. No. You know, but what I do need to do, what you know, they need to fully disclose what what happened to this person needs to be fully disclosed. There's no way Feinstein's going to be able to make a rational decision right. about firearms because of what she went through. That needs to be public. That needs to be public. But look up his name's Dan White. It related to Marconi, related to Harvey Milk. That whole situation was an absolute disaster. And uh, anyway, kind of an interesting story. I'll never look at a Twinkie the same way. <laughs> <laughs> Bring you a box next week. Will you? Yeah. You'll eat them all. <laughs> I might. <laughs> Gun Owners Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, is there a better tool that empowers a woman to defend against an attacker that's 100 pounds bigger? Nope. Nope. No. 
No. I can't say stereo three ways. That's why it's so important for women to learn how to defend themselves with the most effective self-defense tool ever invented. For Women Led by Women, the Not Me program is designed to help with training, purchasing a gun, and getting a concealed carry permit. And guess what? It's free. To sign up, go to notmesd.org. All right, so I just pulled up the Wikipedia real quick here of that little story I told about Dan White. Uh, going in a uh, couple couple things yeah well a couple <laughs> things I got wrong so Dan White assassinated San Francisco Mayor George Moscone not Marconi Marconi I think invented the radio uh, yes totally different people George Moscone I thought he, he was on Batman correct. he was in the Batman story who the Marconi Oh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. The Marconi Bentley. Yeah. It was a Marconi family, yeah. So he assassinated San Francisco Mayor George Moscone and Supervisor Harvey Milk on November 27, 1978. He killed City them both. Hall. Killed them both. White was convicted of manslaughter for the deaths of Milk and Moscone. White served five years of a seven-year prison sentence. Less than two years after his release, returned to San Francisco and later committed suicide. Mm-hmm. He, it, the, a couple of interesting, like I said, we're nonpartisan, but a couple of really interesting points here is the fact that, uh, that uh, first off, Dan was the Democrat, okay? Harvey Milk, the first openly gay uh, elected official, was a Republican. Uh, I, I, you know, if people, get, if people get, you know, this whole left-right, you know, Republican-Democrat thing, people, I, you got to leave that you got to leave that. that. That's for amateurs. That's for people that, you know, can't quite think things through well enough and need to be spoon fed. Need a title. Yeah. yeah. Well, you hear them all the time. I don't care what the guy says. I'm not voting for that particular party. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, well, that's that's stupid. That's what they say. <clears throat> anyway, it, it's a, an extremely interesting story. Check out Wikipedia. Uh, the whole thing. Well, yeah, read the Wikipedia article, but then, you know, books have been written. Um, again, the Twinkie defenses. Absolutely fascinating. Um, only an attorney could come up with I've definitely had some Twinkie offenses. Hey. <laughs> When's the last time sure, you had a Twinkie? I'm not sure if I've had any Twinkie defenses. When's the last time you had one? I don't remember the last time I had a Twinkie. Yeah. It seems like a couple, couple, three, four years ago, yeah. they were like getting rid of Twinkies. Yeah. So I went in and wasn't ha- hostess like closing down. Yeah, yeah, yeah something. Yeah. Yeah. So I went in and I'd say goodbye to a, an old friend. <laughs> Probably had a couple oh. of that. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think I've had a Twinkie since I was a kid. When I was a little kid, I loved Twinkies. What about snowballs? I remember think, them, the pink ones. I do. The- I know what you're talking about, but I, you know, no, ding dongs. Not a fan. Oh, ding dongs. Oh. Ding dongs. Yeah. I was really more. I was. I was. I was more of a. Uh, like uh, I didn't really. I wasn't. I'm not a big sweets guy. I never was. I wasn't a big sweets kid. I wanted like, you know, spaghetti. I wanted spaghetti. I wanted meat. I wanted potatoes. Beer. I was more of that kid. Beer? Is that what you said? Sure. I didn't want beer when I was a kid. Yes. Please. Not beer. What kind of thing is that to say? <laughs> okay, so we. Uh, what were we? Uh, <laughs> hey, we made it till. Five. Yeah. I know. Five twenty. What were we uh, talking uh, about? We were talking about Kimberly. What, 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 what were you? What were you leading us with? With uh, summer. What? What were we? Oh, summer Stefan. I mm-hmm. I heard that there was a huge win. I, I think so. Yes, I huge think it was very big. I believe it is too. So summer Stefan is who's summer Stefan? Our DA. Yes. Down in San Diego. District attorney. The job of the DA is basically to prosecute crime. Especially uh, felonies. There are some uh, uh, misdemeanors that get prosecuted, uh, not in the DA's office. But uh, anyway, everybody in the county 
goes to, if you're getting prosecuted for a crime, you're probably going to go through the district attorney's office. Mm-hmm. And the district attorney, the district attorney is elected, and we endorsed Summer Stefan. Yes. Twice. Helped her get elected. Very proud of that. And Summer has worked at the district attorney's office for like 150 years, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I won't maybe, even, I, I won't even maybe, answer that. Maybe 140. No, not um, even. <laughs> she, she earned her way there. She she's, did. She's done a fantastic job. And wait, what a, of all the elected offices, I think district attorney is probably the hardest. Mm-hmm. Um, even, even more, so I think sheriff is right up there. You know, city council you know, I think the easiest is county board. County board, but <laughs> like, what it's do they only do? because they're the quietest. Keep in mind yeah. that the, the media is not covering anything that they do, whereas they cover, yeah. the DA is front and center. Front and center, plus the, the, our, the county board of supervisors here in San Diego have pretty much li- relinquished half their job to Sandag. I have no idea why Sandag exists. Yeah, I was just that, that needs to go Sandag. away. County board's a bunch of lazy. Anyway, so... She has done something really, really, truly amazing. Now, if you attended our meetings uh, a couple months ago, you saw an attorney named Gary, Gary Gibson, who is just a wonderful guy. He's a 10-ring member, great, great dude. And he had a client. He came and uh, gave a uh, a uh, uh, presentation about a client that he'd had recently. <clears throat> the client, uh, did you guys see that? Were you guys there for that meeting? No? I was not there for that meeting. So he, uh, what happened was his client pulled in to get gas. And he was waiting in line for a while, pulled into the, you know, to the pump to get gas. Somebody felt that he cut him off. So they pulled in in front of him. So that he, he kind of had him trapped in basically. Uh, his client didn't know it, but he was, get, he was being attacked. So the guy jumps out of his car, starts swinging. And before he knew it, uh, you know, he's got this guy in his face punching him. Uh, and bef- but before he even connected, his client, who was a CCW holder, uh, brandished. He pulled from concealment. Now, he didn't even point in, but he brandished. Well, that and, was an assault. And, and, and what, what happened? What, what, what would you do? If you're, if you're hitting somebody, Alicia, with, with your fists mm-hmm. and they, they brandish, what would you do? I'm going to make um, decide. I, I re- realized I forgot to turn the, uh, the yeah. oven off. Yeah. And, yeah. You're, yeah. you're going to yeah. rethink. Yeah. Goodbye. Your OODA loop has just changed. <laughs> right. Significantly. You go, right. okay, you know what? I don't want to do this. And so the guy reholstered. Bad idea. After his attacker left, he reholstered and started pumping gas. Well, the attacker went crazy, basically, and got his phone out and called the cops. And, you know, this guy had a gun. He attacked me, blah, blah, blah. Uh, long story short is they actually ended up prosecuting him. Now, this was some junior DA who who really truly, uh, in my opinion, didn't doesn't uh, or at least didn't understand uh, the legalities and probably the ethics of using lethal force. So he this guy poor guy got prosecuted. He won his case, but it took him like eight months. He lost the CCW. Um, and his, uh, uh, took him eight months and, and thousands of dollars. I don't know exactly how many, but thousands of dollars. Cause you know, he had to pay more than that. legal bills. That's yeah. Sort of yeah. Thing. It gun, was, it was a lot more. Back. Mm-hmm. So what he, what, what to get your gun back when they take your gun like that. Okay. The, uh, sheriff takes it into their possession. And then once it's cleared, you have to actually go through the state. You have to get what's called a gold seal on a, on a form. Uh, once that, is once you get that, then you give it to the the sheriff, and they actually 
give it back to, or that you, you can go through an FFL um, to make it a little bit easier, and then you can get your gun back. That process is not easy. No. Getting a gold star, getting this seal in order to, you know, it is not easy. It is so complicated and so expensive uh, that, that this guy, um, the CCW holder, chose to just let him have it and buy a new gun because he decided it would have been about about same, same. Right. <clears throat> so in a lot of the self-defense classes that you take, your instructor is going to tell you, carry a stock something, you know, um, and expect to lose it. Like don't carry your, yeah, don't your carry. race gun, your right. $4,000 race gun because you're probably going to lose it. Well, here's here, you know here's proof here's positive. Prime so it's not necessarily it's just so complicated and expensive to get it back that somebody just you know might just use your stock gun. Um, okay, so what happened? So the CCW holder won. Gary's an excellent attorney, um, and uh, but we decided, hey, you know what? This thing wasn't handled correctly. So we went and met with the district attorney, uh, and through the course of a couple of different meetings. Um, they, a pilot program has been started in San Diego, and to my knowledge, it's the first. I think it's the only the one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, the, what what it is is if you are involved in a defensive gun use, a DGU, please get familiar with that term, defensive gun use. Um, you will not be investigated by the same people, and in the same way that like a professional cr- a criminal would get investigated. You'll get investigated by a special unit that actually investigates um, cops when they are in a uh, a shooting, some kind of you know defensive gun use. That is a good thing. It's a very good thing. That is something that will have a positive impact uh, on anybody who is involved in a defensive gun use in San Diego. Okay, why do you say that? Because what you don't basically, this guy was was this prosecutor, this junior prosecutor. Uh, who I hope has a lovely career in something other than prosecuting um, because, I mean, he was a soup sandwich from the get-go. But he was basically, the assumption and the push was, this is just some bad guy with a gun. It was some bad guy with a gun who used it incorrectly. So he didn't do his homework. And threatened him. Yeah, not at all. But so many people don't know what it takes to get a CCW, let alone hold one. Mm-hmm. So the the mindset... Right is that hey, this is a bad guy. I'm going after him, rather than oh, okay, this is a person who is clearly involved in a defensive gun use. This is someone who d- didn't ha- probably didn't have a lot of training when it comes to the ethics of of uh, lethal using lethal force. What certainly wasn't used to it, which was a big part of our our point was hey, you know, a few years ago there were 1,100 CCWs in San Diego. Now there are like 14,000. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're approving. Uh, Sheriff Martinez is pumping out about 700 new ones a month. That's what I heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we got to get this figured out. So that's why this pilot program started, which is very, very good. So I'm not saying that you get special treatment or that you're definitely going to get off. If you use a firearm defensively, you could still do something wrong. Um, you know, you could still lose a lot. You could lose your savings. You could lose your job. You could lose your freedom. You could lose a lot, uh, but you won't lose your life, right? If you defend yourself, um, and that's truly what's important. So, if you do something wrong, you're still going to get prosecuted. If you do something illegal, you're still going to get prosecuted. But at least you're being investigated by a group who understands the situation and has the right mindset and has the right training and has the right experience and is used to uh, investigating this type of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think that's makes huge. Good sense. I think that's huge. That's something. I'm has not, that been tested yet? 
No, I mean, it's just this is like two weeks old. Okay. You know, um, I, I, I don't. You've got to you've got to understand when you're actually doing training and why you do what you do and why you carry. Mm-hmm. You're going to get the benefit of the doubt here. And that's thanks to San Diego County Gun Owners. I'm extremely proud of our organization. I don't know how sexy that win is, but I, it's the it's type of win. very sexy. Thank you. It, <laughs> it It's the type of win that has a positive effect on real people in real situations. I'm very proud of that. Every Hopefully day. this pilot program will move to different counties as well. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'm going to try to see to it. Uh, but anyway, congratulations. That's a good, that's a good story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hi, folks. Welcome back. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, a lot of companies waste an enormous amount of money on marketing. The design is excellent, the photos are beautiful, and your website looks great, but it's just not getting customers. Why? Well, because you don't have the words that make people buy. But now you can fix that with SageTree. SageTree can help you find the words that make it easy for your customer to understand what you do and how you how to buy from you. Stop wasting money today and schedule a call. Getting started is super easy. Visit SageTree.com and click on the Schedule an Appointment button. At SageTree.com and click on the schedule a call button now. So we were talking about Dan White and everything that happened with Harvey Milk and, and Feinstein. And uh, off the air, we were I was reading through the uh, Wikipedia and I just wanted to read a couple of things that was kind of interesting. So here's what Wikipedia says about Dan White's election. In 1977, White was elected as a Democrat to the San Francisco Board of Supervisors from District 8, which included several neighborhoods near the southeastern limits of San Francisco. At that time, supervisors were elected by district and not at large, as they had been before, and then were again during the 1980s and 1990s. White had strong support from the police and firefighters union. His district was described by the New York Times as, quote, a largely white middle-class section that is hostile to the growing homosexual community of San Francisco, end quote. The New York Times stated that as a supervisor, White saw himself as the board's, quote, defender of the home, the family, and religious life against homosexuals, pot smokers, and cynics. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how I, how things have changed, how times have changed? Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, this was, you know, the 70s. This was the late 70s. It's almost the 80s. Despite their personal differences, White and Supervisor Harvey Milk had several areas of political agreement and initially worked well together. Milk was one of three people from City Hall invited to the baptism of White's newborn child shortly after the election. White persuaded Dianne Feinstein, then president of the Board of Supervisors, to appoint Milk chairman of the Streets and Transportation Committee. White held a mixed record on gay rights. Remember, this is San Francisco. This is San Francisco. Um White opposed the Briggs Initiative, which sought, which sought to ban gays and lesbians from working in California's public schools, yet voting against an ordinance prohibiting discrimination against gays in housing and employment in the city of San Francisco. Wow. Uh, da, 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 da. The Roman Catholic Church in April 1978 proposed a facility for juvenile offenders who had committed murder, arson, rape, and other crimes to be operated by the Sisters of the Good Shepherd in White's District. White strongly opposed the facility while Milk supported it. 
and their difference of opinion led to the conflict, led to a conflict between the two of them. This was a spicy piece of politics, man. I mean, yeah, truly, everybody listening out there, this is the third time we've talked about it. Go read this story. Check it out. Not just the Wikipedia article that just is kind of the Cliff's notes, um, but uh, check out uh, a lot was written. And really, one of the, uh, you know, I do this uh, seminar on uh, how to be a Second Amendment activist. And there are books and movies that I recommend people watch. And one of the bo- one of the movies I recommend people watch is Milk with Sean Penn about Harvey oh. Milk because it really illustrates um, how they used economics to get things done. Uh, the gay community in San Francisco, this would have been in the 70s. The, the whole reason for that rainbow flag was to mark the bars where uh, people would, where the gay community would go and spend money. So if you had a, you'd have two bars side by side. One had a rainbow flag, one didn't. Uh, the rainbow flag made all the money, and the one without the rainbow flag didn't make any money at all. Mm-hmm. So you had these bars and shops and coffee shops, or whatever. They'd start hanging the flag because they wanted, they just wanted to, you know, be in the in the black. Mm-hmm. You know, they weren't uh, they weren't making money anymore. And he, it's a really good. I don't wherever you stand on on LGBT issues, wherever you stand on Harvey Milk, wherever you stand on San Francisco, watch this movie. Um, not because of that, but because of how they used economics so successfully to to be uh, uh, good activists. Okay, speaking of uh, zoning, which was a big part of that story. So you heard last, uh, there was a moratorium in Imperial Beach, mm. which I don't really think was, was reported correctly. The only reason there was a moratorium, they basically said, hey, look, um, uh, Stephanie, who's fantastic, wants to open up a uh, a gun shop. Now she was a an FFL in Imperial Beach for years. Mm-hmm. Um, she left the state and and came back and wanted to reopen. Not just a uh, not just be an FFL, but she actually her 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 store is going to sell apparel and all kinds of cool stuff. And she's also going to have you know an FFL. She's also going to have firearms available. So she's opening up like a retail shop. She's not just working out of her home. Figured it'd be a slam dunk. You know she'd already been working there. She's you know been there already for years. Qualified. But the council, the makeup of the council has changed significantly. And they basically said, wait a minute, we want to check this out first. So they said, okay, we want to make sure that we structure these regulations uh, in a way that's responsible. Um, so uh, we'll do that, and then we'll vote on it. Uh, unfortunately, our next city council meeting isn't for 40 days. So everybody reported that there was this big moratorium on gun shops for 40 days. It's not exactly what happened. You know, that certainly sells more papers and gets more clicks. Mm-hmm. But it's not like they said, we're going to have a moratorium on gun shops for 40 days. And look they, at this. Yeah. Now, I don't think, my opinion is there's really no need for, a, for a, you know, city-level uh, uh, regulations on gun shops. You know, I can see that maybe, the, you know, even, even gun ranges, um, you know, there are some issues with like, you know, disposal of lead, that sort of thing. But all that's covered at the county and state and federal level, basically. Um, so I really don't agree that, that the city should have had regulations. But I was, you know, willing to accept, okay, you know, pump the brakes, check it out, be comfortable. Actually reached out to the city council. A couple of the city council members reached out to me. Stephanie did a fantastic job of working with the city council um, and uh, what ended up happening was last week they, they said, all right, here's our proposal. Here are our regulations. And Stephanie said, well, some of, these are, some of these would cause me to not be able to do business in the city of Imperial Beach. And then it turned into like a 48-hour period of, okay, 
is that their intention or are they really truly looking to work with business owners? And some of the examples are uh, most of the regulations were just copied, which, hey, it was basically, we want to make sure that you comply with state and federal laws, which, you know, basically you have a copy machine. You just say, all right, well, here you go. Here's, here's the compliance with state laws. Here's the compliance. Here's the permits and licensing and everything I need for the state. Here's permits and licensing, everything I need for, 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 the, uh, for the federal government. Not a big deal. But then they really started getting down in the weeds. <clears throat> One of the things that they wanted to do was basically have her insure the city and, uh, and any legal costs. So if something, something happened, and it wasn't even specific to guns, just if something happened, then her insurance policy had to pay back the city and cover the legal costs, which doesn't make any sense. Number one, they have you know liability policies, sure. number one. Number two, they have an attorney. That's what the city attorney yes. does. So there's, you know, that that was way too there's not a single business owner out there that would say, Oh yeah, sure, I'll insure the city I'm you know, doing business. No, I don't and nor was there any other business you know that we could find in Imperial Beach where this was required. Like this was way too far. One of the other things that, that they were asking for was, okay, you know, certain security measures, which were, you know, carbon copy of the city and I'm sorry, of the uh, state, um, like how, you know, how you secure firearms, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But they basically said, all right, and if anything else comes up, the city manager gets to just willy-nilly decide, hey, these are now the security measures you have to, you have to put up with. No, this is a city manager is some unelected bureaucrat with no expertise in guns, no expertise in security, you know, giving them – that level of power, at least completely, he or she is completely unqualified to make these decisions. That's certainly not acceptable. I mean, you could definitely see a situation where six months down the road, you know, a city manager just decides, hey, we need you to have, a, you know, a, an eight-member SWAT team, you know, <laughs> sitting on your roof at all times. Wait a minute, I can't afford that. And boom, you're out of business. So there were some definite uh, requirements that uh, – it's not that she wasn't willing to comply with. It's just that no no sane business owner would would comply with. Mm-hmm. It's completely nuts. Had to make sense. So so, but then again, the question was: Are they doing this on purpose? Are they trying to keep firearms? You know. Um, and uh, so, uh, a very mm-hmm. nicely cla- crafted letter went to the city council explaining. In a very professional manner, that hey, the, this is this is why I can't comply. Why I am unable. Why no, you know, sane business owner would would comply with this. Balls in your court. You know, you either don't want me to open, and that's why you're making these horrible regulations that no other business has to comply with. You know, or you're really truly looking to work with with a, a you know a valued business member of the Imperial Beach. To their credit, they got rid of everything, and Stephanie is able to open her shop. And she was elated. We had people show up. Uh, thank you so much. Of course, Gail was there, the executive director of San Diego County Gunners. Dave Reed, who I just think is the best guy in the whole world. And a few other folks showed up um, and uh, you know supported Stephanie. <clears throat> she got what she needed. She's going to open up her shop, and that is a huge success story. See, that's happy. Yeah, it it's is. a positive. Isn't that great? So it's called what? Schwartz's Guns? No, it's called the <laughs> Outdoor Woman. It's uh, yeah, and it's. Yes. Uh, yeah, I you know I really do think that uh, um, uh, you know that uh, a girl and a gun and you know not me and some of the women's groups in town uh, we, we got to figure out how to support Stephanie 
because it looks like her business is, you know, um, pointed that direction, and it's not exclusive. It's not should it's not just a gun shop. It looks like they're they're focusing on the women's apparel and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, especially you know in the outdoor realm. So we got to figure out how to. If she can figure out how to clothe some of us bigger ladies, she's going to take it away from five eleven, which might be a, an okay thing. We've asked and asked and asked. <laughs> And they don't believe that any of us should have uh, the sizes we are. <laughs> should have so, hips. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm a big fan of hips. There we go. I. Uh, they don't lie. <laughs> 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 the uh, I think she's going to do great. I think we're going to have a big grand opening, and uh, I hope that she's going to do great. She she's got a table at Gun Prom, so by all means, ladies, uh, buy your ticket at Gun Prom and go introduce yourself to Stephanie. And uh, yeah, Stephanie should invite us girl groups down to her grand opening. I'm sure she, uh, that's I'm sure that's going to happen. Good. It's going to take some time though. <clears throat> we okay. just got we just got things. You know, just got things rolling. <coughs> just got things thing. rolling. So, how bad? Anyway, isn't that great, Dave? Yeah, it's good. Put three guns in her stop. How, how bad is that? And who's? By the way, remember this guy that emailed us said we never cov- cover local stuff. Yeah, yeah. We need to. In fact, if you're listening, I want an email apologizing. Yeah. Because <laughs> we. That's all we've been talking about for weeks. Is all the success we've been having local locally. stuff. All right, you're in for a treat. I'm excited. Sam the gun. Sam the Gunman. Right here on Gun Owners Radio FM 961 AM 1178. The answer. Okay, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Ho, ho, ho. Gun prom tickets are on sale. You need to get them while they're hot. You need to join San Diego County gun owners and the rest of the Second Amendment community at the town and country in Mission Valley. Get your suit and dresses all ironed and cleaned and come on down with a bunch of other like-minded Second Amendment enthusiasts and have the time of your life. Second Amendment Dinner is coming up on September the 16th. I just told you, get your tickets. Reserve your spot for a night with great people, great food, drinks, all for a good cause. Go to gunprom.com to get your tickets now. Buy a table and bring your friends and family. That's gunprom.com and buy your tickets today. All right, it's time for everybody's favorite segment, Stump, my nephew, years ago. So I think we're on year seven, Dave. Yes, we are. We did I, some math. Alicia did. I did. Three, what is it? 365? Show Episode number? 365, yeah. yeah. Episode 365, you divide that by 52 and you get seven years. Right. And amazing. a couple of months? A, a couple yeah. weeks. I think yeah. this is like week weeks? three. That's yeah. crazy. So I think we found uh, in, in like year two, I'm going to say, we found out that yeah. uh, Sam uh, does amazing uh, trivia. Right. And he's been uh, Sam the Gunman ever since. And mm-hmm. if you send us a question. We have been amazed all that time whether Absolutely. it's right or wrong it's amazing <laughs> well, remember last week he, he he got it wrong and it was still right yeah, yeah. Well, let's, what was it what was about the, the, the glass slipper? yeah you knew about the glass slipper. and the glass yeah. slipper yeah. What do you, who knows that i don't know sam so <laughs> uh if you send us a uh question and we use it on the air we'll give you a hat or a shirt and if you stump my nephew and good luck with that uh, we'll give you a couple of tickets to Gun Prom. So that's why we have so many tickets. That's why we have so many tickets. Because you know, nobody gets <laughs> no it. Nobody ever gets it. <laughs> All right. Without further ado, Sam, how you doing, man? Good. How are you guys? 
good. Were you listening to the show at all, or did you just just now tune in? Were you? No, I just finished dinner. Oh, okay. <clears throat> all right. Well, we were talking about uh, the the uh, the uh, the Twinkie defense. Do you know what the Twinkie defense is? Yeah, I yeah I know about the Twinkie defense. What uh, what brought that up? <laughs> well, because we were talking about Feinstein. Do you what's do you know uh, Diane Feinstein, Senator Feinstein? Do you know the the connection between the Twinkie defense and Diane Feinstein? I, I didn't know there was a connection. Enlighten me. The, well, we, so we talked a little bit about it, but the Does guy, get prom, the, prom tickets? the guy who <laughs> I get the prom tickets, right? <laughs> the, the 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 guy who used the Twinkie defense, uh, you know, shot up City Hall in San Francisco, and Diane Feinstein was actually there when it happened. So when he got hauled into court, which he should have, he his defense was the Twinkie defense. And that's because he ate too many of them. And he was on a sugar high. That was the uh, and Feinstein was scared to death, and she's never gotten over it. And yeah. he's decided no gun should be in anybody's hands. Right. And she's 150, which I guess she's yeah. all she knows is I. She probably hasn't had a Twinkie. Yeah. No, she has to be told when to say I. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's the that's what we were talking about. You didn't catch any of that. No, he just he no, just told I, you he was I, eating. You're eating eating supper. Spaghetti. Twinkies. Okay, so uh, Kimberly from the DC Project is going to ask you the question. Are you ready to be stumped? Yeah. Come on. Uh, I hope not. Okay. (laughs) Sam, this comes in from John from the Palm Springs area, and here's his question. What class of firearm is the Henry Axe? John from, what was that, Palm Springs? Yes. Mm -hmm. It's a real place. Real place, yeah. That's his okay. question. Uh, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I don't know my California human geography all that well. Um, what class of firearm is the Henry Axe? Uh, the Henry Axe is a modern example of, of what uh, is known in popular culture as a mare's leg. Um, so it's a, it's a lever-action firearm with a very short barrel um, and basically no stock. Um, it like it has kind of a stock, but it's not really the proper length of pull for you to be able to shoulder it. And the Henry Axe is chambered in 410. So if it had an 18-inch barrel and a stock, it would be considered a shotgun. Um, and it, uh, but it it has a barrel shorter than 16 inches, and it doesn't have a stock. So I believe legally that would just fall under the category of firearm. Um, or depending on the type of form, you would put it down as other. Um, so I, I, I believe the the actual classification of the Henry Axe is just firearm. Yeah, it's so the Henry Axe is a lever action firearm that fires shotgun shells, but technically isn't a shotgun. The Henry Axe is a lever action 410 firearm that is riding in on the wave of success created by the Mossberg Shockwave. It's firearm that has never had a stock. And by definition, a shotgun had to have had a stock. This ensures the Henry can have a short barrel without it being an NFA weapon. The catch is the gun has to be longer than 26 inches. The axe, uh, the axe has a 16-inch barrel with an overall length well beyond 26 inches due to the axe handle grip. So the classification, as you said, would be firearm. It's actually it says smoothbore firearm. Same thing. Same exact Correct. Yeah. So there you go. Does that make sense, Dave? Do you understand what, what what's yeah, going yeah. on there? Yeah, right. I, I watched Steve McQueen. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see Steve McQueen? I don't know what that means. <laughs> I know who Steve McQueen is, but <laughs> he carried one. He had a marriage Oh, all right. Well, another piece of trivia. Yeah, Sam knew that too. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. He's seven years old. 
<laughs> Seven years old. No. I don't know. Sam, we were trying to figure out how, how old are you now? You're 20? 20... 23. 23, yeah. I'm about to turn 24, so I've been on the show for coming up in September, I want to say five years. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Yep, he's about to be uh, 24. Yeah, I know. That's awesome. You have a nephew that's 24? I, yeah, I have a nephew that's 24. I have a, I have a nephew that's, uh, how old is that kid now? Is he like 30? 31. 31? I have a uh, niece who's older than 31. 35. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's still it's still okay for a number. For a lady, it's still okay. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. How about that? All right. Awesome job, Sam. Very, very, very impressive. Have you shot a uh, shockwave, by the way, a Mossberg shockwave? No, I have not. In, in my opinion, they are not very, they don't really have any practical use. Um, I'm prepared to have my mind changed. Um, I, cause again, I haven't shot one, so maybe I'm missing out on something, but losing the stock, you lose an extra point of contact with your body. So you lose the ability to stabilize the weapon properly. And the only reason it doesn't have a stock is for legal reasons. Yeah. I don't even really know. I think somebody would have to correct me. If you're listening, go ahead and correct me. But I think that is a, I think a shockwave might be illegal in California. I think California Everything's is illegal, illegal in California. <laughs> so I don't even know if I could buy a shockwave out here. No, it's not on the list. No, you know, couldn't buy it? All right. No. I don't know. Somebody correct me if we're wrong here, but uh, I don't know. It is kind of a novelty thing, right, Sam? Right, it's not really – it's not really uh, – like you said, it's not exactly right now. practical, but <laughs> – yeah, there's as far as far as as uh, my opinion goes, there's really no good reason to not have a stock on on any type of firearm uh, unless like with a handgun concealability is paramount. And I don't think anyone is really concealed carrying a 410 lever action. I mean, <laughs> what? It, if you're going to go with that, just you just get a full length lever action 410 rifle and have the stock. So Alicia is, what did, what did you find? So the the shockwave there is a there. I'm one thing I wasn't sure on is if there was a modification made to make it California compliant. I know I've worked with people that have them, and there are people that I that have come into me that bought them and picked them up there at discount. Oh, I know right. they there. I whether it's a variation or a modification or just strictly the shockwave in general, I'm not sure. All right, well there you but, go. Good and, and and the only and and here's uh, their explanation. In my opinion, there were other options that might have been just as good of a fit, but in their their reasoning was that they lived in an RV and they wanted something as small as possible yeah. to be able to keep. However, there are other options. I mean, you know, I don't know how you guys feel about Caltech, but there's like the KSG or the KS7. I, I love my there's, KSG. There's other options for if you want shortness, if you want a bullpup. But I love my KSG with a passion. You know what I do want though, Sam, is I want to I want to put a a Remington 870 under <laughs> under the barrel of my AR. Under. Oh yeah, attach it. Well, Zip ties. You would have to. You would have to then register the 870 as a short-barreled shotgun because the fact that it's attached to a rifle that has a stock then means that the shotgun, by extension, has a stock. <laughs> right. So it, it becomes an NFA item. Yeah, I don't think I can do. It. I don't think you can do it. But if you're listening out there, if you're in the uh, if you're in the YouTube channel or whatever, or if you're just listening, email, text, message us. What movie am I referencing? What movie had an had an AR? It was a uh, an AR pattern rifle with a uh, an, uh, a Remington 870 underneath it. I'll give you a hint. The guy that carried it, his name was Billy. Billy. So if you anyway, you get that right, we'll send you a hat or a shirt from Gunners Radio. 
Awesome job, Sam, as always. Uh, you don't know the answer to that, do you, Sam? Um, no, I, I don't I don't know a lot of movies. <laughs> That's yeah. tough. All right. Well, now I don't think, we found, I don't think a, you've seen we this found one an Achilles heel. Yeah. So. Well, I was well, yeah, whenever whenever an, anyone asks me a movie gun question, I just say heat because that's probably the answer. <laughs> I was going to say we like, don't. You, know, I, you ask you ask who invented anything in the gun world. If it's mechanical, it's John Browning. If it's if it's a theory or an idea, it's Jeff Cooper. You just say that you're right. Six percent of the time. Well, there you go. <laughs> Tips like, and secrets for me. Secrets. Sam Multiple choice. What'd you say, Brandon? I was going to say that. Uh, I remember plenty of times we've done Dirty Harry and Star Wars questions, and he gets them like right on the bat immediately yeah. and we were like how does he even oh, never mind anyways yeah so well, there you go yeah you know your movies don't worry yeah all right sam awesome job thanks as always my friend i will talk to you very soon well thanks for having me on as always and uh, everyone out there thanks very much for listening keep the questions coming you got it buddy alicia did you look it up is that what you're saying do. don't say it don't okay. say it let, him, let somebody i do have something else that i wanted to share though really oh. quickly uh well, real fast when we did our curtain call the woman that we talked about the 75 year old woman one thing that that i i got distracted and didn't bring up that was actually important is these criminals that broke in her home those two guys they fired back seven between 17 and 20 shots they missed her with them all thankfully but bad guys they don't train well, she good guys train. Need to train. i bet she was moving in it twist oh or she was just in a good spot at the right time. <laughs> All right, folks. Subscribe to our show. Give us a five-star review. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify. And please support all our sponsors, San Diego County Gun Owners, Orange County Gun Owners, Inland Empire Gun Owners, Dillon Law Group, City Street, San Diego Flight Training International, and the newest sponsor, Gold Coke. Big shout-out to Alicia's Michael, Sam the Gunman, Matthew Dominguez, and Brendan Thomas. And our very special guest came in tonight. We thank you very much for coming in, you and Hubby. And don't touch that dog. Bob Siegel's in the wings, and he's going to give you a rocking show. Make sure you get your gun prom tickets on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer!